Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Heart Gamers Only, the show where we talk about everything that's hot in the world of games. I'm your host, Ethan. I'm joined today, once again, by my co-host with the co-most. It's Hunter. Hey, Hunter. Oh, what's up? How's it going? I'm alright, man. I'm alright. Just chilling, as always, on a Sunday night, ready to try and rush this podcast up in the next five hours. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm also joined by the weeb wonder himself. It's Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Yo, how's it going? I've just said, how are you doing, though? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just annoyed. You missed a chance to say you're doing swell and you didn't take it. So, yeah, Oh, that's how I'm doing, by the way. I'm just swell. <laughs> always happens. Always happens. Uh, but yeah, this is Hot Gamers Only, where every week on a Monday, we come to you to talk everything about the world of games. Uh, if you like what we do, you can find us on podcast services everywhere. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, you name it, we're probably on it. Uh, you can go to YouTube at bit.ly slash the giggers. That's bit.ly slash the giggers and catch the video podcast on there as well. If you're over there, please hit us with a subscribe. We'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, we are going live every Monday at 5 p.m. UK time, 12 p.m. Eastern. So, hey, uh, you know where to find us. Literally everywhere. I don't think there's a podcast service we're not on at, the, at this point. So, uh, yeah, please watch uh, watch slash listen on whatever you want. Uh, this week, we're doing a bit of a weird one because our plans kind of went out the window. So <laughs> we've gone with like a last minute suggestion topic from Cal, which is one that Hunter's extremely excited to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this week, we are doing our thoughts on the first six months of the games game of the year so far as stupid of a term that is because we're only halfway through favorite games of this year is probably a better way to say it but hey we need that clickbait um and then we'll spend the uh, second half of the episode talking about all the games that have yet to come out uh and see how we feel they'll fare against the first half of the year which i've not played many games at the start of this year but there's been some pretty strong ones i'm not gonna lie yeah for sure cool so um i don't know where to start um has anyone ranked them or have they just got a list of games that's what i want to know because we've I, all kind I of just gone away a list. you've got a list how about you hunter I, I i assume that hunter's ran away so oh, no. i'm just gonna assume that he's also ranked his and we'll just go from there this, this is typical this that is was typical. an accident <laughs> i'm sorry well that was uh. an accident <laughs> Yeah, I started talking and you said that I ran away and I was like, oh, but I have a list. I didn't rank them, but I have picked a favorite. Okay, so you've picked a favorite, right? So let's, um, Kyle, I'm going to go to you first because I know me and Hunter have played very similar games um, this year so far. There's a a bit of leeway, but I think I have an idea of where Hunter's feeling. So let's start with you. All right. Um... So I think I'm going to start off by um, bringing up Trials of Mana for Ooh. PS4, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. So Trials of Mana is a remake of uh, Saiken Densetsu 3, which released on the SNES in Japan only. Yeah. And it got a remake recently, and it came out a couple, like a week or two after FF7 Remake did. So oh. it kind of... Yeah. <laughs> It kind of got lost in the shuffle, so it's yeah. a really solid game. Honestly, it's a it's like live action combat. So if that's up your, it's a live action combat JRPG. You start off the game picking three of the six characters. You three uh, of the six potential characters it, to the combat is like the tale series. If I'm yeah, thinking. it's yeah, all right. It's pretty similar to that. Basically. 
it's kind of like Tales, kind of like a kind of like a fighting game. It, actually, it's pretty similar to how FF7R combat is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, okay. Story's pretty solid. The game, it's not too long. I've beat it in like under 30 hours, but I had fun the whole way through. And honestly, I'm... I kind of want more, more of the Tales game or the Trials games. <laughs> I mean, I mean Tales games are good too, but um, yeah, I'd, more Trials games would be awesome. So if you are interested in like a short, short JRPG, give it a shot. Game usually runs nice. for pretty cheap nowadays, so <laughs> and it's only came out a couple months ago. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I've never really, no, I've never, that's the thing, right? Trials is always one of those things where I've heard of Trial as, yeah. um, like, I've seen it, but it's never been something that's, like, kind of, I've gravitated towards, but you know what I'm like with, um, older IPs and stuff yeah. like that, I'm just like, I respect them from a distance, you know? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I respect everything that you've done and that you're great, but I'm just not personally gonna get invested, but with yeah. this new remake, it's, it seems impressive, at least. Um, I know Sam is a huge fan of Secret of Mana on the SNES, which is a mm. game I've always wanted to play but just never really felt motivated to but after playing trials it really it really spurred me on to want to do that uh, nice, yeah. nice. get to that eventually yeah so there you go trials of mana is the first little uh, shout out oh please give it uh, a shot it's so good yeah. <laughs> if you're into rpgs jrpgs in particular then yeah definitely go check that out hunter what game are you gonna speak to me about now come on tell me uh, which one which of this one list first? is gonna be talked about yeah, which <laughs> all one? right well should we do the ones that we've got separate first? okay i know you didn't play ones? this one doom eternal God. Ah, wonderful. Ah, uh, yeah, well, yes. Have we talked about that yet? we talked about doom eternal uh, it was the first episode <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I feel like we haven't. We literally haven't talked about this game since then. I feel so. It's, well, yeah. this is Doom Eternal, you know, the great bombastic shooter sequel to the 2016 game. You know, it expanded upon the mechanics and made it even more violent and gruesome. They added some cool traversal platforming, and overall, if you liked Doom 2016, you would most likely enjoy Doom Eternal. If you're bored of bland, boring military shooters or stupid spacey shooters, you'll probably like Doom Eternal because it is a shot of adrenaline compared to those. Mm. That my thing with Doom is, and I, I said this on the first episode of the podcast and I'm going to repeat it again just so people can shun me once again, is I own the original Doom. I have the box right behind me on my shelf and I just haven't played it. It's one of those games that I just... I need to play it at some point. It's just... I've been on... I've been saying this to my friends recently, uh, where I'm just kind of on a first-person shooter, like, kind of, like, I'm zoned out of them. Like, they're the most boring thing to me right now. Like, my friends are always having a go at me because I've not been playing, like, I've not been going on my PlayStation that much because I'm just, most of the multiplayer games these days are all first-person shooters like Overwatch or Call of Duty or... What name another one? Apex. There you go. That's Valorant. Apex. See, Valorant. I mean, Valorant's on PC, and uh, I ain't having that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the whole um, the whole first-person shooter genre to me has kind of gotten a bit tedious to that point where I was like, I don't want to play PC. another one right now. And so that's maybe how Doom I might felt be the cure. before I played Doom 2016, with the light exception. But before that, I was like, oh, shooters are lame. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
and this turned me around to at least knowing that there's an exception or two out there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Would you say Doom Eternal is better than the original or not? Because I've seen people uh, have this debate. Okay, so it kind of depends on what you're looking for. Doom Eternal is a bit more of a thinking man's game as far as how the stuff feeds into itself is in the mechanics. And mm-hmm. it's also a little longer. So Doom 2016, you could be in and out and, you know, have your explosive fun relatively quickly. Doom Eternal goes on for a little longer, so the platforming and traversal isn't necessarily some people's thing. But it's overall just more of Doom 2016, so... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So there you go. Doom Eternal. Um, My problem here, right... (laughs) My problem here is I have genuinely, the way we're doing this is we're doing all the games that have come out this year. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Uh, that's coming from me if those sirens are being picked up, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Yo, Cla- Yo. Yo th- this is on our end. You're not being pulled over. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that, that's, that's never happened. That's that's a first. That's a first. Oh, just some nice ambient noise. <laughs> yeah, just just some ambient noise. That's just what you need. I bet you. I genuinely bet you. If anyone was listening in the car, they just had a mini heart attack. And I, I, <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, but that's that's hilarious. So my problem is with my games this year. I've only played four of them. One of them is I'm the I'm the only one that's played it. But I don't want to bring that up first because we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> oh, five. I I yeah. But I, we've played that one as well. Oh. F- fun uh i forgot about this one uh let me just add that to my list so i'm gonna name i'm just gonna name a couple of games that i've played that i liked but i don't think we're gonna talk about that these this much i mean you might talk about one of these but i want to quickly bring up the i've been playing the p4 port it's a good port but it's p4 so we're not counting it um it did come out. I would recommend if you haven't played P4 to get the Steam port because it's a really good port. Um, the other one that I just wanted to quickly mention that we've all been playing is Clubhouse. Clubhouse oh, is a great yeah. little collection oh, of I games. About that. Yeah. That didn't even it's like a great little collection me. of games. I just wanted to mention it. But again, we're not going to talk about it. So I Go guess the first one that I'm going to... I guess the... Yeah, we've got podcasts on them. I don't remember the numbers anymore because we're that high into the numbers, right? I don't remember um, either. It's whatever one came out after ps4 review well, we're on 16 15 so it would have been 14 yeah 14 14 for clubhouse <laughs> i'm getting there maybe who knows <laughs> um the game that i'm going to talk about because i probably have more to say about this game than kyle even though he's also played it is uh animal crossing new horizons oh you sure uh, do <laughs> yeah i'm gonna talk about animal crossing new horizons right animal crossing new horizons was this weird came out at a weird time where it took the world by storm for a good month and then it's just kind of disappeared out of the face off the face of the planet um, i don't know about that seems like it's still going strong in it's, it's still going relatively it is, strong but it's yeah, not in certain circles, where it was when it started massive um my thing with animal crossing is it's really well done it's they've done a great job on it it's an animal crossing game right mm-hmm. there's nothing special about animal crossing there's it's not as big of a leap as New Leaf was. New Leaf very much was a big leap from the previous entries where you were the mayor. Leap. Yeah, New <laughs> Leaf, exactly. Exactly. God, that was terrible. Um, uh, they all are. <laughs> they all are. 
But um, New Leaf was definitely a bigger jump than New Horizons. I mean, New Horizons is arguably one of the best-looking Switch games. Yeah. By far. For sure. It's It looks amazing. Um, it plays great, and it held my attention for a good month before I put it down. Same. Um, my thing with Animal Crossing this time around is what I recommend it. Yeah, it's great. It's a great Animal Crossing game. It's a great Nintendo game. You should pick it up. It's just the way that they're doing updates this time is kind of weird, where they can they keep adding things as they go along, which I'm sure is great for the people that are part of it. But for me, it was some of these missing features that made me kind of leave earlier than I usually do with an Animal Crossing game. Like they've added diving and swimming again into this game, which was something that I thought was missing from it. And I was like, it was in New Leaf. And I'm like, oh, well, that's gone. And that whole part of the museum's gone. They upgraded the museum a month after launch. And I was like, why wasn't that there at launch? Because everyone's wondering where the paintings are and stuff like that. It's just a lot of little things where I'm like, this game's great, but it just couldn't captivate me like previous Animal Crossings did. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a shame. And I mean, hey, I own that. I own the Animal Crossing Switch, right? So. It feels weird that mm-hmm. I haven't really played it. Well, I say I haven't played it that much. I played like 70 hours of it. Yeah. But it's just one of those weird things where it's like, to me, the Animal Crossing is great. It's wonderful. Would I recommend it? Yes. Is it a great game? Yes. But at the same time, there have been other games that I've preferred to play yeah. this year. And it just it doesn't really stand out as much. But hey, it is one of the best games that's come out this year. I really like it. And Nintendo did a great job. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that it's the only Nintendo game that's really been released this year. Yeah. Um, and of any substance. We'll, for... we'll talk about the other one that's coming out. But yeah. <laughs> um, that for someone like me who'd never played Animal Crossing before, like this was my first exposure to it. It's mm-hmm. it was enjoyable for like the month I played it. I have, it was like it was just a good time waster more than anything. Just something to like play in because it came out like it was something to do in between classes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. okay, I only have an hour. I don't have time for anything else. Let's boot up Animal Crossing. Did but you now ever that get I... that robot made? No, no, I uh-huh. didn't. Oh well, dude, it the materials so take so long to find. Yeah, you need like ten gold ore, and I have like two in a month of playing. <laughs> But yeah. There are sirens going on in the background Woo! again. Yeah, double bell, dude. They're coming back round. They're wrapping back round. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Animal Crossing. I remember Animal Crossing. The thought's gone. Whatever. The thought's gone. Animal thought's Crossing's gone anyway. fun. I made my villager look like Virgil from oh, DMC3. Awesome. And then I pretty much stopped playing the game. So. You, changed your vill- you changed your villager so much. Dude, whereas I kind of just... I love character design. <laughs> I just kind of just went for it, it. For me, it was the for the most part, it was it was just me. And then I dyed my hair bright blue and made a ninja joke once, and then the blue hair just stayed. So <laughs> there you go. The other thing I remember having a lot of fun with was um the Animal Crossing pattern tool website where you could like put oh, in yeah. a, put in an image and convert it into something you could put in the game. Yeah, I remember goofing yeah. around with that a lot. Yeah, my, my town flag is still Jeff Kaplan from the Overwatch team. <laughs> it's okay, dude. At the front of my like walkway when you get off the plane, it's just a picture it's the picture of you on Splash Mountain. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to Sam too. I just had it there waiting for a day when you'd be like, Hey, can I come over to your village? And then that never happened. And then we both wow. stopped playing the game. So now it's just uh. sitting there. One day, one day, one day, one day I'll do it that. again, and Ethan will have a nice little surprise that he'll forget about. <laughs> we'll yeah, just come back for exactly. the Christmas update. Yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. So yeah, Last of Us. Uh, Last of Us? Pff, Animal Last Crossing, pretty great. Take a drink, I'm obviously already losing it. Um, <laughs> Kyle, go yeah. on then, what's another game? Sirens oh. are on our end. Hunter, yeah. are you being hunted? Are you okay? No, I don't know what's going on. I live in the middle of nowhere. This usually isn't an issue. <laughs> Someone okay, must we'll be dying outside or something. So, um, Kyle, what have you got to um, add? So, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX is a good yeah. video game. Full is stop. It? Is that all you have to say? <laughs> um... So I grew up playing the original Red Rescue Team on Game Boy, and mm -hmm. this remake was, like, pretty much everything I could have wanted in a new Mystery Dungeon game. New in air quotes. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, like, everyone thought Mystery Dungeon was just kind of dead. No one yeah. was expecting it to come back. And then you had that Direct at the start, that Pokemon Direct at the start of the year, mm -hmm. where... It looked for sure like they were. That's when Pokemon was about to announce the Diamond and Pearl remakes, and then, the, and then they Lace pulled out fucking Ant, uh, Mystery Dungeon, and I'm and like an expansion pass. Yeah, uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but no, Mystery Dungeon. It's a really good if you're into uh, roguelike games. It's a really good romp. Really good story mm -hmm. behind it. It's a ton of fun. Um, it doesn't have all the Pokemon in it because the original game only had only Gen three was out at that point, so it only goes up to the end of the Hoenn decks. But in the remake, they added in um, any evolution to pre-existing Pokemon. Oh, that's cool. As well as Mega Evolution, so mm -hmm. I think that's it's really nice that they did that. It just I don't know. It's mm -hmm. nice that they like developed with the times and didn't just leave it barren yeah be like why can't my magneton evolve anymore why does rosalia stuff being shitty mm -hmm. mystery yeah. dungeon definitely came out of the wrong time for me really because yeah because it came out of that time where animal Cro like we had animal crossing and it was right in that ballpark where i literally had had two other games that we'll mention in a little bit uh, come out within like a week of each other and then mystery dungeon was also in that mix of those games all coming out at the same time yeah. and i think it would have been one of those things where it was like if mystery dungeon had literally came out like a month later when there were no games coming out at that point i would have 100 percent picked it up mm -hmm. mystery dungeon to me has always been a franchise where i've played little bits of them and then i've stopped um and i've never really I've never really been engaged enough in one of them yeah. to kind of carry on going through because they're long games as well. They That's are. the thing is for a Pokemon spin-off, they're extremely long. Like, like most of them are longer than actual mainline Pokemon games in terms of like story content. So even oh, after man. beating the main story, there's still a shit ton of stuff to do in post game. Like mm -hmm. the game just keeps going on forever. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it can definitely be overwhelming. Yeah, so it's I it would have been one of those things where it's like, hey, if it was a month, if it came out a month later, I definitely would have picked it up and gave it a go. But mm -hmm. I didn't just because it was in such a populated time. And Mission Dungeon to me is something that I'm not like I'm not 100 percent that interested in it. But I would have been willing to give it another go. Yeah, I feel like if they do this treatment with Sky, then that will probably be the thing that will be the turning point. Oh sure, for me because Sky was the 
Sky is amazing. Sky is the only mystery dungeon game that I've at least got like like played more than like five hours. I played like mm-hmm. I got quite a bit into it, but that one to me is the pinnacle of the mystery dungeon games. Oh, it and was I feel so like if they, good. If they do a remake of that one, then I'll definitely be in. Sky was fantastic, but, and I would love a remake of that. But yeah, I'm mystery happy dungeon. that they're kind of yeah returning to form with it for sure. Mystery dungeon, ton of fun. Give it a try. Demo of it is available on the eShop. Uh, I forgot to mention, there's also a demo for Trials of Mana, if you want to give that a whirl. You can carry over your oh. save data. So, give it a whirl. There you go. Give it a whirl. Hunter. Yep. What are we talking about next? Next, I will talk about another game I know for sure that neither of you have played. Resident Not Evil true. 3. Oh, that, actually, that <laughs> true. is true. <laughs> I know. Never played yes. a Resident Evil game. Yeah, Resident Evil 3 Remake was a really good recreation of the original Resident Evil 3, and also a pretty solid follow-up to the Resident Evil 2 Remake, keeping the momentum for the series strong. Nemesis is a very good monster to chase you throughout the game. It's a very cool thrill ride in the kind of way that a disaster movie is. (laughs) Yeah. I get you. I get you. My thing with RE3 is I've just my um I don't think I've have I mentioned this on the show yet or not my uh, my father plays video games and he's playing RE2 right now. Oh, and nice. I just find it hilarious because not only can I hear the other PS4 taking off in the other room from <laughs> this room the other side of my house. Like I can just take my like headphones off and go, "Oh, I can hear the the slight ho- the slight sound of a jet plane, so my dad must be playing Resident <laughs> Evil 2." Oh, um nice. But no, it's just funny listening to him like have a panic, like literally like jumping all the time and like <laughs> trying to work it out. And that's why I think I feel like these past couple of years of Resident Evil, right? There was such a drought of good Resident Evil content for so oh, long. You know now that, so now that people are starting to fall back in love with this franchise again after seven and now two and three, it's just it's a good feeling to have people actually look at Resident Evil in a in a positive light now. I know. It's like it's like your friend getting clean after struggling with addiction or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. Um. So yeah. Um. What What do you think of the overall package of RE3? Because I know um, a lot of people say that it's a very short game for what. Uh, all right. So all the overall package, I really enjoyed my time with it, and there's I didn't replay it, but it promotes replaying it a lot inside of the rewards that you get, and. I enjoyed the time I had with it all the way through, and I'm, I don't know, probably will replay it sometime in the next couple of years. So that was worth my money to me. It may not be worth everyone's, you know, 60 bucks, but also it's probably discounted by now. So there <laughs> you go. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think it held up the quality of RE2? Uh, I think Resident Evil 2 was a little better, but I also thought that Resident Evil 2 was a little better than 3 originally anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there were there were certain things going on that uh, yeah, I knew the reason for the differences. Like in Resident Evil 2, if you shot a zombie in the arm a whole bunch of times, you'd see its arm like disgustingly kind of drift off and, you know, sever. If you do yeah. that in 3, it'll just explode the limb. Oh, okay. So that's probably because there's more zombies on the screen at this at one time in three mm-hmm. because of that being the given scenario. But you know, so there's little details like that where the quality is 
taken a slight dip, but I understand why. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So there you go. Resident Evil 3. Um, I've got two choices now because my four game, I've got four games left. One of them, I'm going to go with this one because me and you have played this game, Hunter, and I ended up liking it a lot more than you did. And the other option is picking one that I know that we've all played and Kyle can speak about that game a lot more than I ever can. So I'll let Kyle talk about that one. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what it is. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm going to put this one on my list. Prepare for the hate. Although, to be fair, from everyone that has watched our Last of Us content, and thank you for like watching the Last of Us content quite a lot. The spoiler cast got a lot more traction than I uh, thought it would do, so thank you for that. Uh, we do appreciate it. Good work, but, guys. Yeah. Good work. Thank you for listening to us ramble. Um, <laughs> the Last of Us Part 2. Um, to me, out of all the games that I've played on this list, The Last of Us Part 2 is the best like how is the most well-made game i've ever seen in my life in terms of like actual code like what's been put into it right i'm not saying it's not my favorite game of this year i don't think it's the best game of this year but just from a making games aspect of it it is a marvel that not only does it run on ps4 but they runs so well and it looks that great and the number of accessibility options still blows my mind when i think about it <laughs> like they put that Naughty Dog put their heart and soul into that game, and it shows, right? Whatever you think of the story, whatever you think of the gameplay, which if you can say somehow that the gameplay is worse in Last of Us Part Two, you're delusional because it isn't. Um, story, we can have that argument, but mm. the gameplay is miles better than the original. There was just something about the Last of Us Part Two that just really clicked with me, and it's not my favorite game that came out this year. There are multiple games that are higher than it, but there's just something about that game that I I still think about it. Ever since we finished it, ever since we did that spoiler cast a week ago and I finished it like just over a week ago, it's one of those games that's just still lingering in my mind. I'm still thinking about it. And the more I think about it, the more I'm impressed with the storytelling. And that's just my two cents on it. For me, I can't like... It's not my favorite Naughty Dog game <laughs> because there are multiple great Naughty Dog games, right? And I still think that to me, just overall, I had a more enjoyable experience with Uncharted 4. Um, but hey, that was a much more positive game, right? Um, but I think it's the best Naughty Dog game. From a game standpoint, I think it's the best Naughty Dog game. It drags in places, but from in terms of actually how well it's made and the accessibility option and everything, I think it's the best Naughty Dog game. Hunter? Uh, yeah, about it now. The Last of Us 2 was pretty good. I've, I still liked it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the level of polish in this game is crazy, and the accessibility options are something that I, unlike any other game I've seen, as far as that's concerned. Uh, you know, yeah, the story and how you like it is up for, you know, that's up to each person, but, you know, I mm -hmm. thought it was fine. Honestly, it wasn't anything outside of what I was expecting, as far as I'm not going to be up in arms about what they did. No, uh, It had some really good moments as far as things that they delivered as well and yeah there's stuff that i still think about after finishing it too but i wouldn't say it's my favorite game that i've played this year either yeah it's it's not my fate i i respect the last of us part two so much as a game and i can't wait for all the people to criticize me and call me a sony shill or whatever <laughs> whatever right but it genuinely 
it's just that's so damn impressive. And I know that Naughty Dog has these problems with crunch, and there's all this other side of Naughty Dog that they really do need to sort the fuck out, right? But from the finished product and just everything that's in it, I just it's great. It's great. And I feel like I feel like this is interesting. I have two games higher than The Last of Us Part Two <laughs> in my so far. And I think it'll be it'll be more interesting to see if we come when we come to December and we do our big discussions on it and we do all of our awards and stuff to see if this game will have gone even higher in my rankings just because the more i think about it the the more time goes on the more i'm like i really like that more than even i thought i did so it'll be interesting to see but yeah last was part two i'd recommend it and me and hunter said this so many times in the spoiler cast it's something to hear the spoilers on the internet and it's something to watch someone play. Yeah, if you've it's been interested in the game, go play it. Don't let people's opinions you on really the internet. You really need to play it. If you play yeah. If you play it and then you don't like it, that's fair enough. But don't let just the spoilers or some YouTube commentator who's being extremely toxic for no reason <laughs> form your opinions. Go make them yourself. Go play the fucking video game. I can't believe I have to say this about a video game. <laughs> but go play the video game and make your own mind up. Then hate it. And if cool. you do hate it, don't bother the people who made it. Yeah. Don't harass. Don't harass. Don't them. send they death threats have... to VAs. Yeah. Don't send. Don't Especially send death threats to Laura Bailey. That. And don't send death threats to Neil Druckmann or anyone on the team, Haley Gross or anyone. No one deserves. If you can't death draw the line this. between, you know, reality and fiction, invest in something a little less complex, like coloring books. <laughs> there you go. Dude. Or Stick maybe just the, the crayons, since if you're <laughs> already that far gone, you'll pl- probably eat them before you finish the picture. <laughs> you got a point, man. You got a point, um, Kyle. <laughs> um. So before we get to that big mystery game Ethan was alluding to, um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about some of the some of the DLCs that came out this year that I played. Okay. Um, so first off, I want to draw attention to Pokemon Mi- Sword and Shield, the Isle of Armor expansion. Switcher. Pokemon Switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it is like Switch. <laughs> yeah. It is Switch. You need Switch. Anyways, anyway, um, Isle of Armor, very, I can't even say it was lackluster because it's exactly what I was expecting it to be, which was mm-hmm. barren and empty and not a lot of things to do. Um, yeah. I don't know. The It's nice that they gave a new move tutor with all 17 new moves or 18 new moves for all the types. That was neat. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the moves are really great, but... The content itself was very, very short-lived. It was only, like, it took me, like, four hours to get through everything. Yeah. But, of course, I was going through with, like, level 100s, and the... Basically, I saw before that that people were saying that, and that like, opponents would scale to your level, which they didn't. They capped <laughs> no. off at, like, 60. And... They scaled to a point. Yeah. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I kind of just got it for the sake of completion, and also because I am kind of a competitor. I need to stay up to date on what's going on competitively, and if I can't mm-hmm. have access to those move tutors, then I'm kind of just foobard. But, eh, it's alright. It's good mm-hmm. enough. I wouldn't pay $30 <laughs> for it, but there is another half to it coming out in 
and at the end know, of the year. So we'll see if that tundra. changes my opinion. And they've seen they seem to have lured that that is the chunkier half of the expansion. They came they seem to have been very clear in saying that part two is bigger. So hopefully, it's right? Justifiable. And I mean, the whole Crown Tundra has already been data mined, but I haven't looked into it. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on and be pleasantly surprised or unshockingly disappointed. Uh, we'll see. We'll It'll see. go either way with Pokemon. Um, what other DLC do you want to talk about? Because I feel I've just remembered that one came out this year. Yeah. So um, go ahead. Kingdom Hearts three reminded. There it is. Yeah. I genuinely did forget about that. I had actually played this game. That came out at the start yeah. of January, or like God, yeah, it's been a long year. Like January twenty third, the end of January, start of the year. Um, yeah. So the actual remind part, I didn't really care for because it was just a lot of refights from story bosses but yeah let's talk let's talk about this yeah let's talk about this quickly from (coughs) two points of view because me and you have two different points of view on this right yeah for me as a i can't believe i'm about to say these words because it seems (laughs) fucking stupid as a kingdom Hearts story guy (laughs) 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 it's funny we do exist we do exist <laughs> I can't finish the sentence. But as a KH story guy, <laughs> oh, this DLC sucked <laughs> so much. It was like three hours long, and there was some cool like story bits and some bit like fan service moments. But if you're a story guy, don't buy the like. If you're sorry, if you're not a heavy like hundred percent to kingdom hearts person when i say hundred percent i mean if you don't do all the optional bosses if you don't like extra difficulty stuff this isn't for you don't bother don't just wait buy it on sale if you have to play it. if you're one of those people yeah. that has to play it wait for a sale don't buy it because it's not worth the money anyway from a gameplay point of view go on cal you can finish the rest up um so from a gameplay point of view this is basically split up into three different chunks you have remind which is where most of the story beats happen then you have Limit Cut, which is my favorite part. That's where you fight a, just a room full of super bosses, and it's great. And oh, then you exciting. have the Secret Episode, which is like the ultimate final boss in the form of You fight Dylan Sprouse. You fight yeah. Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> but from you know, a... It's in the Hotel Tipton. Everything. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but from a... So, what was it? The Limit Cut... Those super bosses are straight up some of the best bosses I've ever fought in a video game. And let me put this in perspective. I'm someone who was not necessarily against Kingdom Hearts 3, but more so oh, you are. indifferent you are. indifferent to Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> You're against it. I, you do, you do. I have good this, things to say about it when the good things show up. It just takes until the found, end of the game yeah. for the good stuff to come up. This is the thing that is all the problem. And I'm not saying this is you, but with every person that says that they are like indifferent about KH3 online is they say that, but then I've never heard a positive thing out of their fucking mouth in their life when it's like, I'm not against KH3, but I literally hate every single fucking aspect of this video game. I'm like, okay, if you say so, Kingdom Hearts fans, if you say so. But, um, I mean, yeah. There are things I don't like about Kingdom Hearts 3, but I'm not saying it's the worst game ever. That goes to oh, fucking yeah. Dream Drop Distance. If... 
I mean, people act as if Kingdom Hearts 3 is a bad video it's game. It's not. And I've had this it's argument well before. It's not. It's a really well-made video game. It is. If you don't like... if you, It's like The Last of Us. If you don't like the content, then that's on you. But from what they were set out to do, it's really well done. Yeah. For what they set out to do. Yeah. It's just your your ideas and your, like, what you want from that game isn't what the creators wanted. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you just got to kind of part ways and just respect it for what it is, but then... Say, I don't like this, but I can respect that it's still right. a quality product, right? It isn't a dream drop. It isn't... Birth by sleep. Garbage. Yeah. It's not... Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> right, anyway. That's for another video. Another video. <laughs> another Kingdom Hearts podcast. Let's do that. Oh, baby. Oh, man. We'll do that when the rhythm game comes out. Oh, yeah, boy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one spoilers. of us are gonna play... <laughs> <laughs> and it's me i'm not even gonna hide it it's me i can't wait anyway carry on, carry on. so anyways um i am not a kingdom hearts story guy but i am a kingdom hearts gameplay guy and that limit mm. cut super bosses was what well, it was like heroin for me i loved <laughs> that shit you get a room with 13 of the greatest super bosses in video game history i'm gonna flat they out really say well it done. those they fights, are really well done those fights are so well done there's such a steep learning curve to it and i just mm-hmm. love how much you're forced to just stop playing aggressive and just take a second and look at what's going on like mm-hmm. which is something you never had to do in kingdom hearts 3 otherwise because you weren't in a situation where bosses are just constantly throwing out hit boxes yeah it's just such a huge change of pace from the rest of the game and it really brought me back to how i felt playing kingdom hearts 2 when i got to cavern of remembrance in that game and getting to fight all the super bosses there it just felt all so good and then you had and then it's capped off the dlc is capped off with the fight against yozora who's like beyond difficult for a boss fight the game ludicrous it's ridiculous that is like the definition of a bullet hell boss fight and it's so great but the (laughs) thing is none of these fights ever truly feel unfair like even against yozora all of his attacks can be punished if you know how to do it if you can find the opening and that's the shit that i love in in any hack and slash is just rewarding the player for good play and it's such a it's just such an amazing change of pace from how base kh3 was where you were pretty much reliant on using magic to get through the game it's Mm -hmm. just it just blows my mind honestly and it it really shows that osaka team can make good boss fights and a good game but i I question how much influence Disney had on the base game for their design my choices. Thing necessarily, my thing with it is I respect it and it's really well done. It's just I feel the reason it's also partially doing stuff like this is the reason that we're you're always going to have this great divide between Kingdom Hearts fans. Right? Yeah, is the base game doesn't teach. A casual player like myself that isn't in big into Kingdom Hearts combat, that's one that enjoys the Kingdom Hearts games but isn't into combat. The game doesn't teach you or prepare you enough to just go into Limit Court oh, and for just sure. have fun. It literally, unless you're into hack and slash games, and you, I mean, and when I say into it, I mean really fucking into it. Yeah. Right? Oh man, maybe it's I literally get this. because Kingdom Hunter, because you Kingdom would enjoy Hearts, this. 
Because <laughs> KH3 is the most flashy game ever. It's hard to concentrate if you're new to this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pick up stuff because flashes are going on everywhere. Yeah. It's too like it's too bright. It's too noisy at times. A lot of these fights are super fucking noisy in terms of visual noise, mm-hmm. right? The to me, it's great, but what it fails to... Like, how Kingdom Hearts 3 is great for casual players, but what it failed to do was have a gameplay loop that enticed hardcore gameplay fans, right? Mm. What this Limit Cut did was the exact opposite, where it had all the gameplay loops and it had everything that people wanted for the hardcore fans, but it had no accessible way to get the other people into it. Yeah. And that's my main fault. I think that's what the main fault is. You had two pieces of content... One which was extremely, which one which was much larger than the other. The, the super bosses are way larger than the story content that you get. Oh, for sure. Yet, Osaka team and Namor decided, hey, what are we going to advertise most? The story bit and make it to be a story thing. So if you're going to have a, if you're going to tie in a short bit of story content with this extremely hard set of super bosses, at least make a way to make it accessible Mm -hmm. give people the gameplay tutorials that they need give people the difficulty curve so that they can learn from it Mm -hmm. there's no like there's no way to learn in that mode there's no way to learn and because kingdom hearts 3 is such an easy game in general it's not even like people can make the argument oh go learn from base kh3 you can't go learn nothing nothing in base kh3 prepares you for limit cut (laughs) exactly which is why i feel like it's really great for one audience and it isn't for the other and this yeah. is you're always going to have this divide within the fan base because they're never catering to both audiences at the same time mm-hmm. they're just either catering to one or the other and this is why you're always going to have fights between cage fans in this regard for sure limit cut is definitely more of a trial by fire kind of thing where mm-hmm. you just kind of have to start out making mistakes and dying for like hours on end until you eventually just learn how the boss's patterns go and honestly, yeah. a lot of the fights, I'd say those are better than the KH2 super bosses because a lot of those, a lot of KH2 super bosses were just gimmick fights. You had like Zexion's Book World, uh, Vexen's Data Sora, uh, Demix's clones. They're, it's just dance chock full. Water, of, dance. It's just chock full of gimmick fights. But in in yeah. Limit Cut, there's only one I can think of, and that's Luxord, where you have to deal with his card <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> so there's like 12 good boss fights and then Luxord's just off in a corner eating crayons. <laughs> it's it's an interesting piece of DLC to be sure. Yeah. It it's it, it very much is the antithesis of base KH3 mm-hmm. in in the way that I think that it is as equally great in areas as base KH3 is in terms of some areas. But it's but also equally flawed, just in the opposite areas. They genuinely are like the fucking parallel opposite yeah. of each other, and they're both the same game. Mm-hmm. I had it's it's one of those interesting things. I had no expectations going into Remind and Limit Cut when it was first announced, mostly because they were just advertising story, and I'm like, I don't, I didn't care about the story for KH3. Why should I care about thirty dollars story? I'm not gonna pay attention to in this game, mm-hmm. but. I'd say the the purchase was justified just for the super bosses alone. Yeah. Anyways. There that's... definitely is content there if you're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And when I say willing, I genuinely mean don't be a KH3 fan that is just like, yeah, I'm willing to give it a go. I mean, no, you really need to like Hack and Slashes. This isn't a, the story's <laughs> going to get you through with this. It's... Right. <laughs> The story touched to limit cut and the ending cutscenes for the Ozora are great and it really does it really has 
fueled the speculation mm-hmm. on future Kingdom Hearts. It really has lit up the community in that regard. Mm-hmm. But it's not worth the fucking entry unless you really are into K- Kingdom Hearts combat. You just need to be prepared to for like a different playstyle from what Base Cage Three wanted you to do. Because I remember even yeah. like when you die to Yozora, one of the gameplay tips is calmly study Yozora's movements <laughs> and not just run around like an idiot throwing mm-hmm. out hitboxes because that's not gonna work you're gonna get shot with lasers and he's gonna steal your keyblade oh, nice. he does that he, he does that but anyway first thing he does with it is cast water because <laughs> why not also Yozora's what are you gonna do to stop him also Yozora is just a really cool character i love his design I don't care how much like Noctis and Riku he looks like. It's such a great oh, design, and I love it. But it looks better. It really does. It. I am really interested to see what they do with Yozora yeah. in the future. I want to see and how, how they this make goes me forward. hate him. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Anyways, it'll be interesting. That's about everything there I had go. to say on those DL- DLCs. There's the, there's the DLC segment. Uh, Hunter, have you played any DLC? I think that's it. I think um, we're good. I Has there been any so. DLC? Not as far as the things I'm into. Usually once I finish a game, unless it already came with DLC when I bought it, I uh, don't really go back with the odd There are a few expansions, like yeah. Dragon Age or something. Yeah, the only times I ever do is if they do like a major expansion like this. Yeah. That's the only time when I ever do, like uh, the Frozen Wilds and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Frozen Wilds is a good one. Mm, right hunter how many games do you have left oh well besides the one that you left for kyle i've got one left (laughs) okay we've arrived Uh, at my favorite (laughs) yeah uh i'm just trying to think yeah uh, kyle talk about xenoblade oh i've talked so much already right hunter let's talk about xenoblade and then kyle can pick up what we miss off right all right xenoblade d is on all of our lists as a game that we have definitely played this year. Yeah. Go on, Hunter. Alright, so Xenoblade 1, it was... Feels weird to say all of this after already talking about... Okay. uh, (laughs) Xenoblade Definitive Edition is really cool. I enjoyed it more than the second game, despite having played the second game first and all that. I thought that the... uh, I thought the first half of the story was really cool, and then once, then it dipped a little bit and brought it back. The cast is pretty great. Dunban is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should have been main character, yeah. <laughs> honestly, though, um, <laughs> the combat's a bit more simplistic than the second game, but that didn't bother me that much. The music's uh, yeah. really great too. I feel like it's interesting because me and you have the opposite opinions of this game. <laughs> <laughs> and it genuinely is. I think Xenoblade 2 is better than Xenoblade 1. Fight me, nerds. I do too. Um, I also think it's funny because I think the second half of the game is stronger than the first half of the game. Um, I feel like there's a little, there's a hitch in the gameplay, which is called Button Valley, that can go fuck itself. <laughs> but literally the worst four hours I've experienced in an RPG in a long time. It just never ends. It's the never-ending valley of button pressing. Like, <laughs> honestly. But I really love the story. I like 90% of the characters. <laughs> um, I just really don't like Shulk. And I... Well, now, Shulk grew on me by the end again, but there's a big... There's a, like a... There's a space for half of the, for like 60, Yeah, like. for 60% of this game, I don't like Shulk. For a good 60% of this game, I don't like Shulk. 
Um, and I don't really like Fiora either. I I very strongly said at the start of uh, our first impressions that I thought it was dumb that Fiora got fridged, but then when um, later things, I'm like, maybe that should have been the way they went with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's it's an interesting game. I appreciate it, and I liked it, but I, I still like Xenoblade 2 more. And also, I think when we have a discussion with one of my games that I'm going to mention in a bit, um, Xenoblade DE is very much... Everyone was ex- like Future Connected. Let's talk about Future Connected. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I it's a waste of time. Yeah. It yeah. it's a three hour expansion that's focused on two Nopons more than Melia and Shulk, which is what it's supposed to be about. Um, and most of the additions, it largely is like just UI improvements and model changes. Mm-hmm. And for better or worse, I would have hated to play this game on the Wii. You would have, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, because without the new map and UI system, and without the um, the new models, I don't think I could have get got through all the way through this game. <laughs> to be honest, because it's just the models are so much better and the UI enhancements are so great. Mm-hmm. But I just, in my opinion, I think that the game's great. And if you've never played Xenoblade before, go and play Xenoblade. Yeah, it's pretty great. If you're into JRPGs, you'll probably like Xenoblade. But unless you're a hardcore Xenoblade One fan, I don't know if there's enough here to justify moving over. See, I think... Unless you really are a big fan. I think there is enough in the terms of, like, quality of life changes from the original. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, any quest you do gets marked on your map. If it's an active quest, it'll show you where the thing is. It just... Everything in this game is just so streamlined from how it was in the original that I couldn't see myself going back to the original and thinking, yeah, this was okay. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But there's just yeah. way too many quality of life changes. The um, The challenge mode was a nice addition. I really hope they added more stuff in the future because there's not really that many challenges in this one to really mm. warrant wanting to go back to it. I don't know. I'm still kind of holding out hope for some D- like Xenoblade 2 DLC to come out that connects the two games again. And like Rex becomes playable will, in main but... game. Yeah. <laughs> it know. would be interesting. It'd be interesting, but I'm. I think the quality of life is definitely there. I just don't think there's enough new in the definitive edition, which is fine. I mean, if you're a Xenoblade fan, you've already bought this. If you're game. a Xenoblade fan, I don't know why we're talking. Yeah. yeah, you've already you've already bought this it. game. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, yeah. But if you're someone that just like kind of, oh yeah, I liked the original Xenoblade or whatever, and wasn't like going, oh my god, finally I can play it on a good console. Yeah. Um. But I don't think there's enough of like there's quality of life changes, but other than that, I don't think there's enough new there. Like I wouldn't recommend it on Future Connected at all. No, Future Connected. I mean, it's a harmless little romp of a side story, but it wasn't anything special. You can tell it was definitely like an afterthought. Yeah, it's not nearly as fleshed mm-hmm. out as something like Torna was for Xenoblade Two. Well, yeah, Torna was its own game essentially. Yeah. So. God, Torna. But was yeah. Cool. Torna's great. Torna's the best Xenoblade game you've ever <laughs> Genuinely, it is the best Xenoblade game. As long as you go in knowing that you need to do the side quests. Yeah. It's uh, a great video game. Yeah. My opinion on it definitely changed the second time around. <laughs> it was definitely a, a fun time. Kyle, do you, is that it for your games? Yeah. Uh, okay, so have you just got one left, Hunter? Yep. Right, so I guess it's time for Okay, guys, I need to warm up. I haven't talked about this game in a good, like, five weeks on the podcast. So. Oh, man. 
Let's hope he's not burned out. Me, me, me. Ryuji. Persona 5 Royal is my favorite game of all time. I think I've said this multiple times already. Um, And to me, I don't know. I'm. I've been saying this to Hunter. I said this to Hunter yesterday, where this other game is currently my contender for game of the year, not P5R. But it's because of the base game P5 being a 2017 game. That's the only thing that's dragging me away from giving this my game of the year so far award, essentially. Um, and I said, give me six months and I might just be like, ah, fuck it. I'll take the heat. I'll put this as my game of the year. Why not? I'll take but, it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, ju- I'll just take it, dude. I'll take it. But it's not just the gameplay enhancements and all the changes, the quality of life like they did with Xenoblade. There was a lot of quality of life for P5 that they did, which was just great. It's not that. It's just the extra 30 hours of gameplay that they added to this game is not only what I personally believe to be the strongest content in that game period now. It's the best palace. It's the best story. It's the best characters. It's the best music. They took... It's the best music. They took everything about Persona 5 and went, what are the best parts? Let's make another 30 hours of that. It genuinely... I have never smiled so much in my life. I've never... I've never looked at fan service and just went, I'm all in, right? <laughs> Usually with fan service, there's always a point where you're like, yeah, I can see you're just doing this for fans, right? This is genuinely just a... I see what you're trying to do and it's working, but this game, it genuinely... It takes you on a whirlwind. I honestly think the new story is incredible. Um, it runs flawlessly. It's really like any all the quality of life just adds on top of it. But the new story itself is like just that. If that if it was a thirty, like say if it was just like say you just pay twenty dollars and got that expansion, you got none of the benefits. I'd still be talking about it. The story is really strong. It's really great. It makes me. This is the first bit of content that is fully new. Like. I don't know how much people are into uh, the Persona like universe in terms of development, but Persona 5 was the last game with the same lead that's been working on Persona for so long um, at this point. He's kind of taking a step back from being like the creative lead, and Royal was the first time where the kind of young guys were like, okay, this is all our stuff now. Let's, let's see what we can do with it, and it really showed. And I just, I've, I've talked about this game to death over the past 12 weeks. I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> game ever. I'm not going to give it my game of the year so far award because I feel like it's unfair because a lot of it is based on the original game. But the fact that they managed to take my already favorite game of all time and make add the additional 30 hours be the best part of that game now, including the final fight, which is incredible, by the way, much better than the original final P5 yeah. boss fight. <laughs> it's just everything about it just cranked it up to 11 for me as a game. And I loved it. And I'm sure you'll still hear me talking about it all the time be because that's what I tend to do. But no, I genuinely think that if it wasn't literally, if it wasn't for me forcefully pulling myself back, it would be my game of the year. Oh, I'd already <laughs> know it'd be my game of the year coming to the end of it. We'll see how I feel at the end of the year. But yeah, P5R should, if you haven't played P5 already, you should definitely play it. And I said it again, if you play P5, those extra 30 hours, if you're like a fan of P5, those extra 30 hours are so worth it. 
especially if you're a fan of certain uh, characters. I won't say names, but the two new characters are pretty cool. They are. And uh, pancakes. There you <laughs> pancakes. go. If you're a fan of, uh, if you're a fan breakfast. of, the, if you're a fan of, if you're a fan of them introducing two of the best characters in any Persona game, and pancakes getting uh, a bit more developed into my favorite, one of my favorite characters, also now, then yeah, you should definitely uh, check Royal out if you haven't already, especially if it goes on sale. It's really worth it. Mm-hmm. Hunter. Yep. You and I both have the exact same game of the year for so far. Should we say our favorite game for this year so far? Uh huh. We both knew it going into this when we'd both be talking about this game, so I'm going to let you talk about it first. Why right. is Final Fantasy VII Remake our favorite game? Go on, I'll oh, let you talk dude. about it. It turned out way better than I think I would have hoped as far as, like, if you, like, at the point in time that this game got announced, aside from the hype of, oh, they're remaking Final Fantasy VII, taking a step back and being like, oh, Square Enix is remaking this beloved classic mm-hmm. uh maybe i didn't want this <laughs> but <clears throat> it turned out better than i would have expected honestly they managed to bring to life the they managed to make the game feel like how you would remember it not necessarily yeah. how it was but how you remembered it how you filled in the blanks when you were younger and all of that as far as someone who would have played it back when it came mm-hmm. out and all of that like the music it brings is brought to life you can still feel the origin of where all of those songs came from but they've been modernized and made into their own new beast in a lot of ways the characters get expanded on in ways that are just fantastic i actually care about the avalanche crew um cloud is a return to form as far as after his portrayal <laughs> after the original game has been rocky at best and now it's been brought back eris mm-hmm. i actually like in this game so that's a positive barrett <laughs> is fantastic so on and so forth and the combat system you know square has been trying to nail this stupid stagger mechanic for like a decade and it took until now for it to work <laughs> right. they finally got it to work when they needed it to they yeah. tried it kingdom hearts 3 did not work yeah and they, yeah, they've been working on that dumb mechanic since like Final Fantasy thirteen. 13 yeah, <laughs> it's taken until now for it to actually feel good. And so that layered on top of the materia system, it just felt really good to go into combat, and the way you progressed your characters was really nice. Mm-hmm. Overall, the package is great, and it the story was nice. It gave me something to look forward to in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never, I had no attachment to Final Fantasy VII at all. I've never given a shit about Final Fantasy VII. I've never cared about the characters or the world. And the only thing I ever knew about it before going in is that one spoiler that everyone knows on the face of the planet. And I'm not going to say it because apparently there are people that don't know it. So, but that one spoiler, everyone knows what I'm talking about. I knew that and that's about it. And then I played it and it's honestly the most fun I've had playing a video game in the longest time. It... Not only is the combat system like my favorite Square Enix combat system that I think I've played. Um, it's so much fun. There's there's so much thought to it. Um, the ATB system, like I've always thought that with Final Fantasy, looking at gameplay, the ATB things, I'm like, there's and all the, the all the what's the 
Time Battle, is it? Active what is it? Time what the, Active what Time Battle, that's for. it. Thank mm-hmm. you. I always thought that in the turn-based games, it was really fucking dumb, and I didn't really like the look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that they've taken that mechanic and turned it into this command bar and the slow motion and everything, it just flows so well. It's really well done on all difficulties. It feels great on easy. It feels great on hard. Like they genuinely nailed it on all fronts, and the characters are brilliant. Like they genuinely have made these characters real. Right? They they finally are the characters that they wish they were in the original game. <laughs> Barrett is incredible. Like honestly, there's just some Barrett has some of my favorite scenes in the entire game. Tifa is really well done for someone that I thought that was not gonna get. That, like that much should i say for for a character that they could have very easily just have done a lazy job with tifa is really well done Aerith, i like i i Aerith is the one where i'm always like she's a bit too kooky and quirky but at the same <laughs> time it's like i'll put up with it and then the avalanche crew are all great um jesse biggs and wedge are all really well done just the entire and the voice the vocal like the voice oh yeah the performances are top notch top notch like especially for a fucking square enix game where it genuinely is usually square enix is the definition of hit or miss voice acting and it was definitely everything was a hit in this game which is surprising for a square enix game um and then the ending um without saying anything leaves me very excited for where they could possibly go with this game yeah um it, it's it's really interesting i would if you had told me very early on that of all the games that i play that final fantasy 7 remake would be one of my favorite games that come out this year would be a success i'd be like you're joking that game was destined to failure forever we've all <laughs> we've all been thinking that the final fantasy 7 remake would be a shit show on release we all thought it would be and it's the opposite of that. It's great. And it's one of those games where I already want to go back and replay it at some point. It's really well done. Chapter 9, perfect. Genuinely, <laughs> in every way. The music's great. The amount of times that they've re- to, like, re- retooled the battle theme in every which way to every setting, and it just works oh, every time. So like, honestly, it's... I really wish I said this in the spoiler cast. I really wish Square Enix put this much effort into the rest of their games, <laughs> because when they did this, it really shows with Final Fantasy VII Remake that they put the time and effort in to it. And I hope they keep it up for the rest of the mm-hmm. franchise. But, yeah, for the rest of the Seven Remake, at least. Maybe yeah. throw a little bit of that the way of Final Fantasy Sixteen. If you're feeling bold, Square. Oh, that'd be nice. It would I hope I really hope Namora has taken what he's learned from remake back over to Kingdom Hearts while he's working on that as well. I really <laughs> hope so because it genuinely is. It genuinely is great. It's such a solid game, and I really, I really do like it. It was it was a re- like and I played this after Royal by the way and I said that it was a curse. Every time I play P five <laughs> the game after it, I usually hate more than people. Like more than I'd like to admit. Like I played Nero Automata and I didn't like it as much as everyone else did, and I solely blame it on P5. <laughs> and here we go, FF7 remake genuinely was like one of my favorite things, like one of my favorite games I played in recent memory. It really is good, and you should definitely pick it up. I want uh, if you haven't already. Well, yeah, especially if it gets when oh, it gets yeah. its next. Don't wait for the other parts. Refresh. Yeah, don't wait for the other part. And don't worry. Don't. Pl- I've seen a lot of people on the 
internet saying that you need to have played like you won't get the full experience out of ff7 remake if you haven't played the original fuck off <laughs> it's great either way you don't need to you don't who fucking cares they made it for people to get jumping brand new if anything if you're like me and you feel like oh playing a 20 odd year old rpg might actually put me off the franchise more than it will get me in then yeah go yeah. play the remake it's great it really is well done and i really hope they keep it up me um too. so i don't know about you guys but we've talked that much about our favorite games that i feel like we could save the other upcoming look at the rest of the year for a whole nother episode <laughs> oh <laughs> man clickbait oh <laughs> Well, uh, save us the trouble of figuring out what we're gonna do next week. We just got yeah, pranked. dude. We we just talked so <laughs> much true. about um our favorite uh, games this year that we just ran out of time to talk about it. But oh well, we'll um always next week. We'll we'll make it up next week. We'll talk all about the upcoming games and what we're looking forward to and how we think it'll all go down. Uh next week a double bill a two-parter and that'll then lead us into ghost of tsushima finally yeah. uh another sony first party game because we haven't had enough of those <laughs> it's not like we just had one but i'll take another, another gladly show with me and Ethan. another me and hunter show dude. that's why you're the co-host well, dude, because know. we all we, we play the same game mildly interested in ghost of tsushima when we made him look yeah, at trailers yeah. i'd probably pick it up it. yeah looked fun oh, enough it. i like sucker do punch it. they did a good do job it. of sly oh, and that's cool. all i know infamous is, infamous is pretty great too see i've heard infamous is good i've just never felt interested Fair <laughs> the problem enough. is one and two are stuck on ps3 and second son was great at the time but it just hasn't aged as well that's yeah. my problem with second son is it's really fun and if you haven't played an infamous game before, you'll probably really like it. But my, I have like me and my friend have played. Me and my friend Hall have played it at launch, and we both really loved Second Son. And then so we kept saying when people were like, oh, Second Son was free on Plus, or it was super cheap, and they're like, oh, should I play? It? I'm like, yeah, it's really good. And then when people have played it later, like five years after it came out, people are like, eh, it's not that great. I'm like, okay, it must be just it was great at the time, at least. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's pretty great. So yeah, go to the Shima, and then from there, we'll see. So there we go. We'll save the rest of 2020, because God, we're only halfway through this horrible year. Um, For next time. <laughs> this year's dragged, man. This year has genuinely dragged. I had to look oh, up well. and see what games even came out this year. <laughs> Same. Like when you said when we... I just only remembered Remind. Yeah. I genuinely forgot that Remind was this year. Had, it feels like an eon ago. I had to double check that. Make sure it even came out this year. <laughs> well there you go <laughs> who knows and who knows maybe in december we'll forget all of these games that we already talked about oh man it'll be great that'd be unfortunate be i don't these games though. were great yeah these yeah, games they were, were great. great they were great and you should play all of them all of them but for now that's been our yeah, show this was our game is only also one quick um, one quick sidebar there on. is a demo also for ff7 remake available if you're if oh you yeah go it play out. it that's yeah. a great demo. It's they the, give you the whole first the whole level. first chapter. It's all there. They genuinely give you Super like the fun. first hour of the game for you to play, so go do it. Because then you'll be like, oh, an hour, that's pretty generous. And then you get another like 30. Yeah. It's great. Go play it. Go play the demo. Anyways, do the great. But yeah, this has been our show. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find us on podcast services everywhere. Give us a rating if you do. Uh, listen on podcast services. We'd really appreciate it. You can go to the YouTube channel at bit.ly slash the giggers and subscribe over there. Please do. We really would appreciate it. 
please. please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, you can find us every Monday at 5pm. Sometimes we do bonus episodes like Spoilercast. Like last week, if you didn't know, we released a Xenoblade Spoilercast last Friday. So if you didn't see that, go check that one out as well if you like Xenoblade and want to hear more about that. Uh, and as always, we did a Last of Us Spoilercast as well, which you can go and click on as well. Uh, last Monday. But other than that, uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about the rest of uh, the games coming up. It'll be pretty great. Maybe we'll get some uh, other people. Maybe we'll get Jack and Sam on to talk about uh, Crash and uh, Yakuza, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Because there's still some of those games coming out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, that's our show. Uh, Hunter, where can people find you? YouTube.com slash ReaperHunter23. And Kyle, where can people find you? Can you find me on Twitter at KDavisSRL and also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash KDavisSRL. Very cool. Uh, you can find me, as always, on youtube.com slash whatajames. Haha. <laughs> uh, send you over to that dead channel. Or if not, I've recently started he streaming a tiny week. bit again. Every week. Uh, I also have started streaming again. So you can find me on twitch.tv slash chaoticether. Good luck spelling oh. it. We have um, a good battle going in Crash 2 speedrunning right now. Oh, we do, I, and Kyle will definitely win because I lost all momentum yesterday. I beat him <laughs> for a total of three hours, and then he beat me back by six seconds. <laughs> yeah. It was fun while it lasted, dude. I needed it. I needed the revenge, PB. I needed it. Revenge. It's all good. Gotta put you in your place, dude. Gotta put you in place. I woke up and saw I moved down on the leaderboard, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> hey, I've held oh, that thirty se- I've I've heard I've held thirty second place on speedrun.com for so long I want it back. <laughs> Damn it. Thirty second is mine. <laughs> I've had it for two years. Reminds, you can't take it away from me. That just reminds me of when Jumpy Luff beat my time and I'm like, I'm not having this. <laughs> <laughs> so then I beat him back that day. <laughs> That was what I was like. That's why I went and tried to get a PB last night because it was like literally within the part, like literally both Jack and Kyle have improved their PB by minutes. And I have literally sat around the same fucking second for the like, past month and a half. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sick of this. I genuinely am sick of this. Everyone else is improving by minutes. I'm getting like five second PBs. I'm sick of this. <laughs> so that's why I did it. But hey, we'll see. You can find me on twitch.tv slash chaoticifer or on Twitter with the same name. Good luck spelling it. I'm not spelling it. Out, so good luck. <laughs> Um, other than that I guess that's it thank you so much uh, for listening we'll be back next week same time same place Uh, but until then it's been a pleasure and we'll see you next time bye toodaloo